like scary movies? Totally. Hey, y'all. Totally. What's up? It's Jess. Hey, jerk. Speed kills. Ah, baby, bone sherry. Hey, what? Lindsay. The key. You did a great job. You filthy animals. Hello, Sydney. <laughs> I'll be right back. I thought this was about horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, I gotta fan myself. Curdled sack of milk. <laughs> oh I'm a really good listener. No, you're not. That's true. We're out of here. Bye. The key. Hello and welcome. Bye, all Bye. Plug it up. Plug it up. Plug it up. Plug it up. Welcome to season two. We're the horror movie crew. I'm Josh. Hey y'all, Seth here. Oh my god, guys, it's Jess. <laughs> you sound just like her. <laughs> I know. Gosh, do you sit at home and practice? I do. You do? Yeah. I should have sat over there so I could look directly at you. Yeah. We can make But goof. that would throw off the vibe. Do you think so? Yeah. It would we'd be very far apart. I wouldn't like it. You don't think so? Mm-hmm. It'd be like a long distance relationship. It would be. You ever had a long distance relationship? Mm, I don't think so. No. I could see that being a problem for you. They never work. I wouldn't say they never work. I'm sure somebody has probably figured it out. Maybe. Probably people that don't like to have sex. Exactly. So what do you do about the intimacy part? I guess you could do it over Zoom. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah. Could you imagine like like watching somebody? <laughs> I'd probably start laughing. <laughs> it just looks so dumb. I would like, yeah, but imagine like watching somebody recording a sex act over zoom so like not watching it on zoom but like being in the oh, room with them yeah while they're like positioning like the camera <laughs> like the laptop <laughs> do you think it would be easier with like a laptop or like one of those external cameras you external could, like, camera you can move yeah. it around and mount it get it up in your dick easier what get it up in your dick easier why would you get it up in it I like to see it oh like on top of it like yeah. close to i thought yeah. you mean like actually inside no, of no, it. no 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 that'd be weird You'd have like a probe. <laughs> like those ones they, they stick up your butt for colonoscopy. You know people are into that. I'm sure. They like stick the probe in. Yeah. And it's like a full, it's like you're in a tunnel. <laughs> in a tunnel. <laughs> you think that, like, all right, let me see the tunnel. I'm ready to go mining. Yeah. Let me see your intestines. And guys into coal miners. <laughs> God. That's ah, gross, dude. Let's get this, tunneling. This is HMC 61. We're talking about the movie Secret Window from 2004. This was Seth's pick. We're continuing our HMC from the cabin month. This is it. This is the last one. Yeah. That's it. We're done it's with almost it. October already. October. Did we figure out what the theme was? For October? I know what, what the theme is, what the name of the theme is. Yeah, I thought it was Witchtober. Witchtober. Yeah. That's what it is. Doing witch movies. So I recorded with two chicks in a horror flick last night, just Tawny. But um, I think I said I, I think I called it a witchy October. So did you? I wow. think so. Witchtober sounds a lot better. Yeah, I had to go back and look, but that's what we settled on. Okay, we're gonna go with Witchtober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the October theme is Witchtober. Yeah. What movie did you pick? Uh, the Craft. The Craft. Yeah. That's what we're doing tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Have you watched it yet? I've never seen it. You still haven't watched it, though? No. I'll oh. watch it tomorrow morning. Okay. 
I want it to be fresh in my mind. Fresh. I've had a lot of podcast stuff going on. I did Scream. We did Tucker and Dale vs. Evil earlier this week. Then I did Scream last night. We're doing Secret Window today. The Craft tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then I'm recording Halloween 2. Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 tomorrow night with Elm Street. So Busy man. I know. It's. I really think this podcasting thing is going to end up making me rich. Mm. With friendships. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's going to be great. Anyway. Uh, oh, my movie for what is it? Witchtober. <laughs> I don't know why I can't remember that. Witchtober. Witchtober is Witch-tober. it? Witchtober. Uh, no, you don't like that. No. Okay. Uh, I picked Lords of Salem. Rob's obviously a Rob Zombie film. And Jess picked Practical Magic. Yes. Correct? Yes. Is that a horror movie? Mm, it's more like a comedy kind of. Oh, is it like a lighthearted comedy? Yeah, it's not really a horror movie. Are we? Are we, are we wow, are we going to be sitting down here like giggling and stuff? Like, ooh. Mm, I don't. I haven't seen it in so long. It's not a horror. It's not like scary. But it's about witches. Yeah. So some people may think it's scary. Yeah. I mean, Lucy. the craft isn't that scary either. Okay. Okay. Lucy, um, we started watching the Harry Potter movies, and she got through the first one. And then halfway through the second one, but whenever the um, cat gets, I think it's called petrified, mm-hmm. when the cat gets petrified, she's like, I'm done, I'm out. Really? Can't do it. It was the blood oh. all over the wall. Oh. But it wasn't even really blood, I don't think, because the cat didn't really die. It was just like- Right, it gets unpetrified later. I tried to explain that to her, and then like yeah. shit's talking to Harry through the walls, and she's like, Dad, what's what's who's talking to him? What is this? What's going on? I'm like- yeah, at her age, probably only the first two, and then... She couldn't even make it through the second. She's like, I don't yeah, want to watch this anymore. They get pretty dark. They do. The The more it goes on, the darker it gets. See, my, I th- I'm i pretty sure my favorite is the third one. That's The Prisoner of Azkaban. That's a good one. That's when Sirius Black makes his... Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Does Gary Oldman play him? I don't know. Okay. Then you just watch all the movies? Yeah, but you know how I am with names. I know how you are with names. It's fine. It was Friday yesterday. What'd you do? Uh, I worked in the morning. Yuck. I went to my parents last night for dinner. Ooh, what'd you have? We had crab legs. Nice. Yeah. That's what Jess said she would not want to eat on a first date. Crab legs, yeah, yeah. they are messy. But they're do you, good. Do you guys have the crackers? He's like a nutcracker. Not like the soldier nutcracker, but a nutcracker. Obviously. <laughs> Not one of those Dude. weird, creepy things. Walk in and you guys have like a full spread of crab legs and the little nutcracker guys walking on the table cracking them that for you. you just gotta, he's like, put the crab in my mouth. <laughs> Speaking of nutcrackers, I was driving through, well, Mechanicsburg yesterday. Yeah. And these people have two giant nutcrackers on the front porch. Really? I'm like, it's not Christmas yet. Did you get into the nutcracker? No. Have you seen the nutcracker? I've seen it like live. Did and you didn't like no. it? No. They used to make us go in elementary school like every year. We used to go to Cuss here in town, and I think that was one of the ones we went to watch was the Nutcracker in school. Yeah, yeah. We went to like the Ohio Theater or whatever's in Columbus to see it. Oh, I'm nice. Like, what elementary school kid wants to watch a ballet? Like, mm. <laughs> I didn't. We went. Uh, so I think every year for whatever, maybe English class or. Might have been music class, actually. We would go to Cuss and watch a uh, play, whatever the play was that year. The, no. one, the one year, I'm pretty sure it was a Nutcracker. But yeah. nah, I don't get into it. I don't even know what it's about, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they just do a live action movie of The Nutcracker? I'm did pretty they? sure Disney did. Well, they might have. I don't know. I was never a fan. All right, whatever. So you don't have two big old Nutcrackers up on your 
No, I have pumpkins and ghosts on the windows. And Do you refer to your hands as the nutcrackers? <laughs> I could. Yeah. yeah? I put that in my dating profile. Nutcrackers? Nutcrackers. I bet. Dude, speaking of nutcracking, uh, so Charlotte had a soccer game this morning. Oh, fun. And she was, so you, you know how soccer, did you play soccer? No, but I know how soccer is. Okay, so yeah. the, the ball starts at the center of the mm, field, and yeah. whichever team is on offense first kicks it off. Right. right. So the other, our other coach, because I'm a, there's two of us. He says, all right, kick it left or right because you have two teammates on that side, right? Yeah. Charlotte, dude, just – and she can kick the ball hard. Kick it straight. Kicks it straight at the defender across from her. <laughs> hits him right in the bag, dude. That's funny. Dude, you heard it. It was like – Did he fall? Did he fell, collapse? Dude, he fell over backwards holding himself and was like, oh. You just keep playing? And I, Yeah, we kept playing. <laughs> and I look over at our uh, our other uh, the other coach, and, and we're, both of us were just like, oh. Like, I had like a whistle in my mouth, but I would have been laughing. That's funny. But his coach, so the other team's coach, is like, buddy, is it broken? And he's like, no. He's like, get up and walk it off. Get your ass up, pussy. Yeah, I'm like. <laughs> I guess you can't say that to kids. <laughs> to kids. No, it's not 1980 with uh, Miss Trenchbull or whatever. What was your teacher's name? The one that flipped the death? Maybe Mrs. Mattis. Okay, well, fuck it. Mrs. Mattis. She's probably not alive anymore. She really... Like, I cannot fathom a teacher flipping your desk over. Yeah, you know how you had the desk that had like the storage inside? Like a little slot? Yeah. Yeah. It was one of those and I couldn't find my homework so she dumped all my shit out on the floor. In front, in of, front of everybody. Yep. Did you cry? Probably. No, you did? <laughs> I was only in first grade. But I wasn't the only one that happened to. Can you imagine someone doing that now, what the parents would do? I would be pissed. I don't I know. Would, I mean... Maybe they deserve they're it. They're probably too nice now, I feel like. Probably have to be. They're afraid. Yeah. They're afraid of the kids. The kids run the schools. Yeah, but that would have been like 1988, so you can't get away with that now, probably. Mm. Yeah. She was so mean. you just didn't have your homework, and she's like, all right, little bitch. And she yeah, I couldn't find it, so she dumped my desk out. Oh. Uh, yeah. Did you find it then? No. <laughs> <laughs> I left it at home. <laughs> so it, it wasn't the type of desk where the seat and the desk are, like, attached together? Right. They were separate. Oh. Uh, yeah. So she just flipped it all. Okay. Yeah. See, I was thinking this, like, Hercules-esque woman. Like, no, no, no. It was just she just tilted the desk. All the shit fell out. Do you find it now, Seth? Yeah, she was mean. Did she smack you? No, they didn't do that. Oh, but no. I just remember she always had those like chalky old lady fingers, you know, Ew. from right on the board. What do you like, mean they were chalky? They just almost had chalk dust on them. Uh, and, it yeah. wasn't like old lady dust? No, it was chalk dust. Do you think old ladies, whenever they take their underwear off, like dust falls out of them? <laughs> There's like a... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I bet you it does. Old ladies, that's why they got to sleep so much. They probably have dusty carpets. <laughs> <laughs> so gross it's hilarious oh anyway all right anyway dude what have you been up to what have you been watching what have you been doing um i watched the white lotus on hbo is that the fucking picture you sent me of the guy with his <laughs> nose and the other guy's yes. asshole it's a weird fucking show it's good uh jennifer coolidge is in it dude i'm sitting there doing i don't remember what i was doing and i looked down at my phone and it's a man turned around backward with another dude on his knees with his face in his butt yeah he's eating his ass out that's not the proper way to eat ass. You could do it that way. Really? Yeah. You think that they would be like bent over, yeah, kind of open the cheeks a little bit. A variety bit. of ways you could do it. I feel like that is just doing too much. Yeah. Well, they were also like hopped up on drugs. Too, do you think so. that the butt cheeks would be like? They would. You really have to put some effort to get the yeah, tongue you just in spread there. Spread them open a little bit. Do you think so? Yeah. 
Interesting. But yeah, it's a good show. Do you think his nose was in there? Yeah. Yeah, he was sniffing it. Yeah. He carried that guy around with him for a few days. Yes. Yes, I agree. Yes. Okay, sorry. White Lotus. What is that about? It's like this <clears throat> resort in Hawaii, and it's like follows us like nine people or ten people that go. Okay. There's like a family, and Jennifer Coolidge, Steffler's mom is in it. Yeah. And she's like an alcoholic. Of course. Yeah, and there's just like these two bitchy girls, and like it just kind of follows them. And like Okay. Yeah, it's very like dry. How does she weird. look now? Jennifer Coolidge? I mean, she looks her age. She's bigger. Does she look the same, though? Kind of, yeah. 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 Hmm. Interesting. I watched the new Wonder Years. How's that? It's good. I, I haven't it. seen it. I never watched the original Wonder Years. Really? Oh, such Mm-mm. a good show. Is it funny? Yeah. It's like a comedy drama. Okay. But centered around now? No, it's in... The old one was in, like, ni- late 60s, and this one is also... In the 60s? Yeah. Oh, really? But it's a black family this time. Oh, yeah. okay. So it's like a different perspective. Gotcha. Of the same story, but a different perspective. Not same story, but same kind of like show. Time frame. Right. Gotcha. What's it on? ABC? Mm, I don't know. I watched it on Hulu, so it's on one of the... Oh, gotcha. So it's funny, though. Yeah. Okay. Is anybody I know in it? Mm, probably. You know how I am with names. So Yeah, we don't want to embarrass you, so never mind. Yeah. Go ahead. And then I watch Home Economics. Have you ever watched that? It has oh. um, Eric from that 70s show in it. No. Topher? What a stupid name. Topher Grace. Yeah. It's about like three siblings and there's like a poor one, a middle class one, and a really rich one. And they're all siblings? Yeah. And it's about how they like get along. And Do they get along? It's a comedy. Hmm. It's funny. Okay. It's called yeah. Home Economics? Yeah. Is it like a 30 minute comedy? Yeah. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. There's two seasons. It sounds so. like a lot of commitment for me. That's one you could just have on and not really have to like pay attention if you just want to have something on to watch. Uh, luckily, once I'm through this freaking movie challenge that I'm in right now, I'm going to show... I got a bunch of shows I got to watch. I'll add it to the list. I like the 30-minute comedies. Yeah. You can knock them out quick. Yeah. Was that thing, it? Yeah. That's really it since we last recorded. You are going to say something. Go ahead. I was going to try to watch Malignant, but mm. I don't have time. You're not missing. You, should, you really should watch it, but it's... Well, I know I want to talk about it, but... Tony and I talked about it at length last night. That's partially why the recording went so uh, long, but we're, she's cutting that part out of it and just putting it on Patreon, the whole malignant discussion, because yeah. it went on for quite a while. Yeah. We had very, very similar feelings. So on she the, didn't like it either? Um, no, but we both... She liked it more than I did, but... Um, like, we, did James just phone it in or what? We both really <laughs> wanted to like it, I think, was yeah. the problem. But do a lot of people like it? I don't know. It'll be interesting. I don't think you are going to like it, but... Mm. We'll see. Maybe he's run his course. I don't think so, man. I think he just had like an identity crisis where he just was like, hey, I'm going to take everything I've ever done and I'm going to throw it all in Smash one movie. Smash it into one movie. Yeah. What mm-hmm. have you been watching? Okay. So, like I said, I recorded an episode with two chicks in Horror Flick last night. We did Scream. That should be... By the time this episode comes out, I think that one will be out. Or maybe it'll be around the same time. Nonetheless, go check it out. Abby and I watched Prom Night with Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. Brittany Snow. Is that a horror movie? Yes, it's a remake of the original Prom Night, but... Didn't we watch that? I don't know if we watched the original one. I'd seen this before, but I don't know if we watched no, that one. the new one. I thought I've seen the new one before. We probably I did. I thought we watched it, but maybe I think of something else. We probably did. Um, But it had Britney Snow in it, and it was PG-13. Oh. Maybe I'm thinking of Black Christmas. Is that the sorority chicks? That's Black Christmas is, yes. That's, that's a remake of, of okay. the original. And then they just did another one, which was terrible. It's yeah. probably on HBO. Um, 
man, there's so many kills in this movie, though. Abby and I were counting them, and it's like, man, if this was rated R, it would be so much better because you could see all the kills. I well, just like, don't see them. Like, he stabs this lady, like, a bunch of times, and then it, like, zooms out, and there's, like, no blood. Wow. So it's like... Cheaper. On. More budget-friendly. I don't know. I'm trying to think of if they've ever done a really good PG-13 horror movie. I think it'd be really hard to do. Isn't this PG-13? It might, be. it might be. Do you think this is like a real, like a horror movie? This though? is more like a psychological thriller. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you. I agree with you. I think most of Stephen King's movies are more psychological thriller type stuff. Yeah. Maybe not it or, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, um, I already told you this, but I got Abby and I's tickets to see Scream in the freaking theaters in October, which I'm stoked about. I'm going to have a lot of... Because I just had to watch Scream for my Two Chicks episode. We're doing the projector night mm-hmm. is going to be Scream. That's next weekend, isn't it? I think so. It's in the calendar. Okay. Uh, and then we're going to go see it. And I've never seen it in the movie theater, so I'm pretty stoked. See, I saw it when it came out. Bastard. Many moons ago. Was it great? From what I remember. I don't know. I was... You were probably sucking face in the I was a row. sassy 14-year-old back Ooh. then. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> did you have a, a at that point? Did you have a date at the movie theater with you? Probably, probably went with a group of friends. Not paying attention, you were like, "Hey, let's do some weird shit in the back row." No. What's the weirdest thing you've ever done at the movies? We've had this has been a question, I think. Yeah, nothing for me. That's boring. Okay, whatever. That's it, though. Really, that's what I've been up to. I feel like we just recorded not that long. It's ago. only been a few days. Tomorrow is going to be real boring. Whenever we go through this, I'm going to have to make something up. Yeah, fuck it. Well, maybe we'll get into something crazy tonight and we can talk about Ooh, that. Maybe. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, hey, let's jump into Truth No Dare. I'll read the first question, answer it, then Seth will answer it, then we'll just keep going back and forth because really there's nobody else here, so there will be no clockwise rotation. What is something popular that annoys you? So I had two. Are you ready? Okay. Gender reveal parties. Yeah, those are stupid. Why do we do it? That's dumb. I don't get it. I don't know. Why do we have to have a party to find out what gender your future baby is? More excuses to get more presents and shit. Oh, do you bring? You don't bring presents to gender. I've never been to. Well, I'd have been to one. We no, went, I guess we, you don't. We went to the same one, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. That's the only one I've been to. It was stupid. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> The idea, I just think it's dumb. I don't know. It's a little pretentious. Yeah. Like, hey, come to my house. We're going to have a party so you can find out what our gender of our baby is going to be yeah. at the same time we do. The other thing that bothers me, I watched one the other day of this dad who I'm assuming he already had girls, but then they did their little gender reveal thing and it was a girl. Yeah. Pink, and he was like mad. It's, oh. like, it's like, does it really matter like what gender your kid's going to be? Yeah, I should at least feign excitement. Imagine being that kid. And seeing that later. And seeing that video. Like, wow. Yeah, like what a fucking dick. I don't know. I never cared if we had boys or girls. Like it did. But I never didn't want to know, though. Like we always found out when we could find oh, out. Oh, did you? I know my sister did. Because Abby want, want, always wanted to be a surprise. And I yeah. hate surprises. I'm a planner. Yeah. You got to get the room ready. Like my parents didn't know what we were before we were born. Really? Mm-mm. I couldn't do it. it, it I just can't. Yeah. I'm a control freak. I just can't do it. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Let it be a surprise. Yeah. Anyway, uh, go ahead. Oh, I said <laughs> Eminem. <laughs> Eminem? <laughs> yeah. The rapper? Yeah. Really? I cannot stand his voice. Something about the way he sounds. It just annoys the shit out of me. Hmm. 
Did you ever like him? No. Never. Well, in high school, like I did. You pretended to like him because yeah. everybody else liked him. Right. But like someone at work had it on last week and I was like, God, this is fucking annoying. Yeah. Not a big Eminem I just don't guy. like his voice. It's something about the way it sounds. Hmm. I used to be really into Eminem. I you think everybody probably was. Them, but anymore, I'm not. I don't listen yeah. to a lot of rap anymore. I don't either. I used to like it. I can't even listen to it now. I'm trying to think of who I... If I, I Yellow Wolf. I listen to Yellow Wolf. Um, I was into Machine Gun Kelly before he went like this whole pop punk thing, which is stuff's not terrible, but I'm just not into it. I don't know. And I hate how it's like crept into country songs now. I'm like, eh, mm. this is not sound right it's weird yeah radio country is weird it's like country white dudes trying to do it i'm like just stop yeah <laughs> i remember jason aldean had one that he was rapping in but it was a brantley gilbert song but yeah i don't know some i mean if i drink enough I can, i'll turn on florida georgia line i think they rap a little bit don't they yeah they're not too bad they're all right go ahead next question if you had an entrance if you had entrance music every time you entered a room what would it be so i said the 80s hbo song which I can't remember what it is right now off the top of my head. <laughs> but I remember like loving it as a kid. You don't know what the song is, but that's like what I can hear it in my head, okay. but I couldn't like hum it. Okay. You can't hum it? No. Oh. We'll have to look it up. Maybe we'll insert it into the episode if I can find oh, it. Oh, we should. You don't remember it? It was like zooming in and it would like you'd go through the H and the O and it was like a rainbow and then it would say HBO. I don't, but we never had HBO when I was a kid. Oh, we did for some reason in the 80s. But The only time we ever had HBO is with, like if you got lucky and they did like those like oh, the, free week, the weekends. Yeah. And the, like, but they never fucking told you when they were going to do it. You just like flip yeah. through the channels and all of a sudden you mm. had HBO. So you're like, shit, I'm not doing anything this weekend. Yeah, we had it for some reason. I don't know why. On our 80s brown mm. swivel television that sat on the floor. My parents still have one in their basement. <laughs> Dad, really Dad has his thing? TV God. on top of it. He like won't get rid of it. It was I'm, like a 25 inch. Dude, those TVs <laughs> were legit though. Like, yeah, they fucking weighed a thousand pounds. Dude, we had one that had, was <laughs> shot with a BB gun, and like it's still like if you shot that TV on the wall oh, now yeah. with a BB gun, the whole thing would shatter. Well, this thing, they're disposable now. <sighs> everything's disposable now. Yep. Um. If I had entrance music, okay, so I said Damn Rock and Roll by Eric Church. That'd probably be my entrance music. Of course. Because it'd be fun. But for like a badass entrance would probably be Stone Cold Steve Austin's entrance music with like the glass breaking. Oh, that'd be pretty sweet too. Yeah, every time I came in the room. But I think it might get a little annoying after a while. I think any of it would be annoying. Yeah, probably. Especially yeah. like every time you enter a room. So like yeah. every time you leave and come back, it would do it or again. Or is it just when you enter a room and somebody's there? Oh, that's a good yeah. point. It's it kind of like if a tree falls in the forest, does right. it make a sound? Yeah. It'd be annoying if it was just you're by yourself, like walking into a room. Yeah. Maybe not. It might get you pumped up. It might. Yeah. Um, have you ever saved an... an oh, I spelled that wrong. Have you ever saved <laughs> an animal's life? Um, no. We tried to once. <laughs> My sister had turkeys for F FFA? FHA? FFA. FFA. Yeah. yeah. And um, you probably have seen this, but when you have a bunch of little turkeys in a small bin that they come in, mm -hmm. they trample each other. Oh, yeah. So the runt generally dies, but its its leg got like twisted all back around. It's, this thing was all messed up. We tried to save it, but there was no Aww. use. But we even duct taped a popsicle stick to its leg because we thought it would help. Like a spirit. splint? Yeah, like a splint. 
Yeah. It didn't help. Oh. No, that thing died. Uh, and this is how about a person? Yes. Um, once my cousin was in the swimming pool and uh, was not doing that great swimming, and I had to grab him and pull him over to the ladder. Oh. But that was about it. It's real. I, he probably would have died. Yeah. But you know, might have had a little brain damage. Could have. Yeah. Maybe. Save the government a bunch of money from disability stuff. You know? <laughs> Jesus. They should send me a check. God. <laughs> Uh, I said Humphrey for animals because he was a stray dog. So I don't know what would have happened to him if I had kept him. He's not a big dog. No. He probably would have got eaten by something. It's only 12 pounds. He was tiny then. Is that it? Yeah. I bet my cat is 12 pounds. Yeah, he's 12, 13 pounds. Wow. Interesting. A person, not that I know of, but I guess we could save people and not know about it. You never know. I feel like your reach is so vast, Seth, that you. No, I mean touch anybody. Like, what if you have day? a conversation with somebody that mm. you know changed how they were thinking or something? You just didn't know. Change the course of their life forever. Yeah, I would imagine I would not be a great person to talk to if you were in that type of situation. Probably not. Like, oh, I need some advice. Like, I should call Josh. Yeah, no. <laughs> For a good time, call Josh. Yeah, I mean, I'll party with people and have yeah. fun, but like, I'm not like you know, I, I don't know. Those conversations make me feel weird. Yeah, I guess it depends on who's it, who, like who you're having it with. Anybody, yeah. honestly, like maybe not the kids, but like, I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. I'm like, I feel weird just talking about it now. Like, let's move on. Um, <laughs> I feel like you, me, or Jess could talk to each other about that if we had to. Yeah, I think that's true. Like, if it was a serious, you know situation as long as we're not drinking in the hot tub then one right. of us storms out right <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna try to avoid that this evening yeah uh if you were an author what type of book would you write and what would your first book be about um i said obviously i would probably write horror or some type of horror thriller um and I, my first book would likely be some sort of like whodunit type book. Like we're trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I said adventure yeah. mystery. Ooh, I could see that. You're yeah. into those. What's that? Clive Cussler? That's Clive what you're Cussler. into? Yeah. And my uh, first book would definitely have ocean liners in it. So it'd be some kind of like murder <sighs> mystery on a ship. Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Like murder on the Orient Express. But that was a train. That was a train though. But yeah. Is that the one with Johnny Depp? Well, there's a couple of them in there. There's like the old one. Well, and that I feel like is it's been remade. Strangers on a Train, right? There's. I thought there was an old murder on the Orient Express. Well, we sound really stupid right now. Yeah, well, I'm actually drinking this time. I never drink on the episodes anymore. <sighs> That's true. It's just me drinking by myself. I'm drinking now. That's true. Yeah. Better get you a shot, bub. <laughs> oh, God. Please stop doing that. <sighs> that was it. That was the last one. Okay. Those are fun. Damn. We did a really great job. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we are just rocking and rolling, dude. Getting lit and talking shit, scary movie discussion. Our movie this episode is Secret Window, Seth's pick. What made you pick this movie, Seth? Seemed like a good cabin movie. It is a good cabin movie. And I know I've only seen it once, and I'm pretty sure we watched it. We did. We watched it at the f- my old house. Old, old house, yeah. Old, old house. That's true. I've moved quite Two a few times. Two houses ago, yeah. Gosh, isn't that wild? I'm not moving again. You might. Never Knock know. on wood. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna, I don't want to move again. Um, so you'd only seen it once. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember seeing it before that. Interesting. If I did, I don't remember it. I've seen it a bunch of times. Big fan. Big fan. Our characters are Mort, played by none other than the Johnny Depp. This is our second Johnny Depp movie? Yes. 
We haven't done any other ones. Just Mm-mm. Sleepy Hollow yep. and this one. Uh, Amy, played by Maria Bello. I think that's how you say that. Shooter is played by John T- Totoro. Does that sound right? That's how I would say uh, it. Totoro. Yeah. And Ted, played by Timothy Hutton. Director is David Cope. He did Stir of Echoes. I can't believe we have not done a Stir of Echoes yet. I know. That's a good movie. We should just do a Kevin Bacon month. Oh, we could. That'd be a good, like, boring winter month thing to do. That's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe we'll do a Bacon Christmas. We'll do it in December. We could. We did Christmas movies last year. I feel like everybody else did as well. Everyone probably will again. So let's not. Yeah. A very Bacon Christmas. I like that. Mm. Are we going to remember this? It's on the recording. You should probably jot it down. Duly noted. <laughs> jot it a down. A <laughs> very Bacon Christ. Stir of Echoes is a sweet movie. Well, get ready because a couple of these aren't. So he did a Stir of Echoes, Kevin Bacon. He did Ghost Town. Remember that movie? No, that one. It's got the uh, British guy that went to the award ceremony and like basically trolled everybody the whole time. What's his name? Mm. Little little chubby dude. Um, no, nothing. Okay. Not ringing a bell. I think he can see ghosts like in the town. He like walks around. And he can see the ghosts and talk to him. I've that never seen dumb. it. Um, Premium Rush, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, the bicycle movie. I think I've seen that. It's pretty good. Uh, you Should Have Left, mm. Kevin Bacon. Mm. Not a great Kevin Bacon no. movie with the saggy, the saggy <laughs> man movie. <laughs> that was a bad comeback movie for him. It, honestly, it was. It wasn't it's great. Terrible. And we were so excited for it. Yeah, it sucked ass. I feel like it had the makings of a good movie. Though. It could have been good. It could have been. It just wasn't. I think I'd like to watch it again because how drunk were we when we watched it? Very. Yeah, might have been that it. That was the giggle episode. No, it wasn't the giggle episode night. No, we made it through that one. <laughs> that was Mandy. <laughs> or Becky. Bertha or whatever the hell it was called. <laughs> Bertha. <laughs> No, it was fucking Becky. Mandy is that Nicolas Cage movie. Anyway, uh, the budget was $40 million. Box office was $92 million. So it made its money back and then some. I'm actually surprised. That it did this well? Yeah. Why? Not that it's a bad movie, but I feel like it's a certain audience that would watch this. Mm, I feel like any movie Johnny Depp is in is going to do pretty well. Yeah. I think people go watch those movies even though they may not be a good movie. Not that this isn't a good movie. Right. Do you want to read the synopsis since Jess isn't here? Oh. <laughs> oh. Should I read it like her? Sure. Let's see what you got. Like a successful writer in the midst of a painful divorce is stalked at his remote like lake house by a would-be scribe ooh, who accuses him of plagiarism. <laughs> what is a scribe? <laughs> Poor Jess. Oh. I mean, well, it's honestly, her fault for not being here. She had to move. Give her a break. Yeah, Gosh, whatever. she got evicted. That whole... If you can't pay your rent, the government pays it for that thing ran out. So she got yeah, to, she rode that too long. That's and, what yeah. happens. It's like a face. You can't yeah. ride it forever. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. We're joking. Jess did not get evicted. She upgraded from an apartment to a home. Can't make a house a home. Is that a song? Did I just make that up? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a country song, but you might have. Can't make a house a home without a dog and a truck out front. You need a tractor in there somewhere. A tractor to pull your truck out the mud when yeah. your dog gets stuck. Or your wife got killed by the tractor and that's why you're living by yourself. We should write country music. With the dog. We could pretty easily. We'll call it One Dog and a Home. 
There you go. That's not a good title. Pull over. Anyway. Oh, look, I'm skipping right to the HMC's favorites. I fucking totally missed this. Scene one, opening scene. Mort talks to himself in his car and against his own recommendation, barges into a hotel room where his wife Amy is in bed with Ted. He screams in their face wildly. The camera pans out and then zooms across a lake to a wooden cabin in the woods and slowly we make our way around the side and through a small window leading to a loft office with an open laptop. Mort is asleep on the couch and we see that it's six months later. Mort is woken up by Shooter, a man who claims Mort stole his story. The two argue, and Shooter advises that it has to be settled before Mort shuts him out of the house. Shooter leaves, and Mort finds the man's manuscript on the porch under a rock. He throws it away, washes his hands, and lays back down on uh, the couch to take a nap with his dog, Chico. Cut to later that day, and Mort has a writer's block, threatening to kill his maid twice, and then finds Shooter's manuscript on the table. After reading the beginning, he goes to his bookshelf and finds one of his own published short stories, which starts exactly the same as Shooter's novel. Mort daydreams about his wife Amy finding the secret window in his office, which would look down onto her secret garden. After finding his last cigarette, he tells Chico he didn't steal the story as his maid tells him goodbye. Dude, this first scene is weird. It's odd. It's like very erratic. Yes. If you were to walk in on your, if you had a significant other and you walked in on them Mm -hmm. uh, cheating in a hotel room, would you just stand there and scream in their face? I would think not. No. I mean, that's not how I would react. I'd probably just join but <laughs> how would you initiate that? I don't know. Just back. Let me get up in this sandwich. Do you need yeah. a hand? Yeah. Hmm. I got the nutcrackers here. Y'all want to spit roast me? <laughs> oh God, that's gross. <laughs> I spit roast. I don't think I'd just stand there and scream though. Uh, yeah, it's weird. He's just like, I don't know. It was really weird. I'd probably be more like passive and just like slash their tires and shit and leave. Yes. I don't know that I would go that route. I don't know. Honest to God, I don't know how I would react in that situation, but I would not think I would react in that way. No, maybe set the hotel room on fire or something. I don't know. Just shoot them both and bury (laughs) them in the woods. That's what I did. Get a little lie. Well, you couldn't because the manager was chasing you down there, so... He would have seen it. He didn't do himself any favors. I mean, he was... What what are you going to do? Um... I don't know. So I thought the the whole first scene after that, so really the second scene, I guess, was pretty cool where they zoom across the lake and you see his, basically, it shows you how secluded the cabin is. That'd be a sweet place to live. Would you want to live out there, though? I don't know. It was pretty cool. I don't know if I'd be scared. Would you? Uh, no, because like f- with cameras and all that crap now. Yeah, you'd be fine. The only thing, though, with the cameras is that they're all run through the internet, most of them at least. I could hardwire them so they're not go old school oh and then have like a recording device mm-hmm. but then they'd still need electric right yeah hmm. unless you have a generator i don't want to do that no there's all kinds of things you can do if you're a doomsday prepper we have a friend that's a doomsday prepper mm-hmm. he's a wild man um do you think this happens to writers a lot where they get their works published and then somebody comes back and says hey you stole my story it's funny you say that because i actually made that note so do you think that I said, do you think this really happens? People showing up and saying you stole their stories. I mean, there's only so many stories, right? That can be told. Yes. I, it's uh, bound to be like similar ones at some point. We all read stuff and 
and get ideas right. and everybody's inspired by something. Yeah, so it's bound to happen. I I feel like it's like stand-up comedy. You know how that it was a while ago, but I forget maybe Carlos Mencia, I think might have been the guy, but it like was accused of stealing everybody's stories or stories yeah. uh, stand-up stuff. Mm-hmm. I cuz again even if it's not word for word, it could be similar to what somebody else wrote. But then how right. do you know who like who was first and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be tough to prove. I mean, it happens with songs all the time. You always hear about somebody suing somebody because that has true. a similar beat or, you know, melody or something. Did you think that he mildly act like actively he didn't know if he stole it or not? Kind of. He was kind of like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Whoa. Wait yeah. a minute. Not again. Did I? Well, we find something else out later. But anyway, scene two, Mort has more nightmares. Mort falls asleep dreaming about, dreaming about his wife cheating and he sees Shooter. Then he's woken by a call. Amy is calling. That's his ex-wife to check on Mort. She is. She gets feelings when he's not doing well. We find out that Mort had stolen a story in the past. Mort pisses off Amy and they hang up on each other. Mort goes for a walk and runs into Shooter in the woods, who we find out came up from Mississippi, and he wrote the story in 1997. Mort wrote his story in 94, and it was published in 95, being making his story uh, that it came first. An SUV drives by and honks at the two men. Shooter threatens Mort's wife, and Mort mimics Shooter's southern accent. Shooter gives Mort three days to show him the story that was published in 1995. Back at the house, Mort lays on the floor talking to Chico. Uh, I think he's talking about taking a nap again and not wanting to call Amy f- to get the story. I think she has the magazine that it was published in. Mort wakes up from the dream to find his back door open. His outdoor light is busted. There's a note stating he has three days and not to involve the police. He then finds Chico stabbed to death with a screwdriver. After screaming to no one, Mort locks his windows and buries Chico out back. Wow. Okay, so in this divorce, she kept the house, and this was like their vacation cottage is what I gathered. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he got to keep the cottage because he makes several comments throughout the movie about that being his house that she's living in yeah i'm like surprised there's still this cordial like with what happened well i think we find out later they were actually split up when she was sleeping with ted right oh i think so so they weren't actually like living together i don't think or together but still i'm just surprised they're this like chatty yeah that's true i think it's one of those situations where um they were probably split up and she wanted to move on and he didn't yeah so um and this all seems like really extreme over a story this dude of course what we find out later whatever but yes not knowing that it's like this is a little bit like much i don't know man if he if he stole his story the guy drove all the way from mississippi he's maybe. there for a reason he doesn't seem like someone who would write a book what if a favorite <laughs> maybe not i don't know man he probably has some wild stories maybe what a fucking boring life this dude leads, though, huh? All he does is nap. Uh, he's depressed. Yeah. Depressed people sleep yeah. a lot. Um, That's actually my next question. Isn't constant napping a sign of depression? I think that it is. But the fucking the dog killed the dog. I know. I hate that. I don't like that either. When move, I can deal with people getting killed. But not the, an animal. That dog didn't do anything. No. With a screwdriver, huh? Yeah. Not a like pleasant death either Nah. what do you think of the shooter guy what do you mean just overall dude he's not to me he doesn't seem that menacing of a person no he doesn't seem that threatening he's just he's kind of creepy he's creepy he's got like a slow southern draw 
He reminds me of one of those dudes that's probably real strong, though. Yeah. We kind of see it later, doesn't he? Like, pick him up by the mm-hmm. neck? Yeah. Mm. Probably has a big dick, but... <laughs> Boy, stinks, dude. He looks like he might stink. Looks like he might need a shower. That could be. Would you be afraid of this guy if he showed up at your house? Probably not. He's not real threatening. He's not like a big dude. He's not... Mm-hmm. Like, okay. scary looking. I didn't think he was that scary. He's either. just, like, creepy. Yeah. It's a weird dude. Like someone who'd hang out at the playground, creepy. Wow, like a pedophile. Yeah. Not that all people that hang out at playgrounds are pedophiles. Just no, but you know what I mean. He just seems know, a little are like there with the kid. Creepy, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Scene three. Mort seeks help. Mort goes to the sheriff's office in the morning and shows the note to the sheriff, who seems very unmotivated to help. Next, Mort meets with Ken, a private investigator that he's used before for protection. Mort drives by Amy's house to get his magazine, but finds them leaving the house, so he leaves. He arrives back at home after dark to find Ken, that's the... um, Bodyguard. Yes. Sleeping in a black car outside of the house. Inside, Mort tells Ken that Tom Greenleaf drove by while Mort and Shooter were talking. Ken leaves and tells Mort he's staying at Irvis Lakeside Inn, which is where he found Amy and Ted having sex together. After Ken leaves, Mort checks a noise upstairs, attacking a mirror and his bathtub, finding a mouse inside. He takes the mouse outside and smokes another cigarette. Outside, Shooter shows up again and harasses Mort about not getting the magazine. Shooter tells him he knows there's not a magazine. He just wants him to fix the story. He wants him to fix the ending. Mort agrees, but then tries to attack Shooter, (laughs) who holds him up against a tree and tells him that he's going to wake up from one of his stupid naps and find Amy dead from a chainsaw he drops mort and walks away saying he won't quit until he puts right right i won't quit till put right right (laughs) dude okay (laughs) first off now he's pretty menacing yeah i think he picked him up with one hand yeah he did hot dude this sheriff gives zero shits about helping him yeah he doesn't care do you think these people in the town don't like him Probably not. I don't think so either. I think they view him as like, oh, hey, this is the rich writer guy. Yeah, that... Uppity dude. Uppity bitch. Wow. Yeah. Um, I had a note here that, dude, he talks to himself a lot. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. Yeah. But I guess what would you do if you were out living by yourself in the middle of nowhere? That's you live true. by yourself. Do you talk to yourself a lot? Mm, not all the time, but sometimes. Usually if I'm mad, I'll talk to myself. This motherfucker. Yeah. Oh, that's not really talking to yourself. That's like you like venting your frustration. But no, I don't like have a conversation with myself. Yeah. I'm not like, hey, girl. <laughs> hey. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> What's what going doing? on? What do you want to do? Oh, mm. let's do some sweeping. But when you're like walking around, do you like talk through like scenarios with yourself? Like, oh, I got to fucking do this and do that. Not really. No. no. Mm. Do you? No, I'm I'm literally around people all the time. Ah, like when I'm not, it's weird. Like when the girl, like if Abby takes the girl somewhere and I don't go, it's like I'm I don't know what to do with myself because I'm just so used. I can to... jerk off. You got to set up. You got to clean up. That's true. It's too much work. There is work involved. It's too much for me. I'm like, yeah. Eh. Let's wait till Abby gets home. <laughs> she, <laughs> she can clean up. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> like to hear her side of that story. She'd say, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a jump scare here. I don't remember what it was, but... I don't... Uh, it was probably someone he was in the bathroom or... No, it was the uh, the guy who was sleeping outside and he walks up because it looks like he's dead. Oh, in the car, yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. said, he's paying this guy? Yeah. 
He was sleeping. Not like anything could happen. As soon as he leaves, this fucking guy shows up. Yeah. So this is where I started thinking that like this all this was all in his head. Mm. So I have the note. Like, is this in his head? Because I couldn't remember what the twist was. Oh, uh, so you had no idea what the twist was. I couldn't remember. No. Okay. So that so then I was like, okay, is he like actually talking to his wife on the phone, or is she like also not really there? Oh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Because somewhere like the phone is unplugged. Yeah, he unplugs like, it because he doesn't want her yeah, to wake him up. Like, is it nap. always unplugged, maybe? And he's not actually talking to anybody. So this is where I started thinking like something's uh, up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. why wouldn't this this guy just stay at Mort's house? I don't know. If he's paying him. Yeah. Why does he leave? Uh, it didn't make a lot of sense to Especially me. Especially at night, that would be like the most opportune time for something to happen out in the middle of nowhere for sure yeah uh the bathroom scene was pretty funny when he's like going crazy he like hits the mirror and then he fucking shattered he's like one of those glass shower doors doesn't he yeah he shatters shatters the shit out of it my grandparents used to have one of those every time i closed it i was scared to death it was going to shatter because they don't they're pretty rickety yeah not great um at this point did you think there was a magazine I wasn't sure. I don't know why, but I had a note here that says I'm pretty sure there's probably not a magazine. Like, why didn't he just get it if... Yeah, why was it such an ordeal to get this fucking magazine? Right. Why doesn't he produce the magazine? Uh, Okay, scene four, Doritos for breakfast. Mort sits on the couch eating Doritos, plugs in the phone, and immediately the phone rings. Amy's on the phone screaming and tells Mort that someone burnt down their house. Mort arrives to find the house in ruins. Amy walks up hugging him. Ted and Mort have a dick swinging match before cutting to the insurance investigator's office. They discuss their divorce as they awkwardly look through the list of items as Mort and Ted get into an argument. Outside of the office, Ted and Mort have a conversation about Mort upsetting Amy, and Ted tells Mort that he's from a place called Shooter's Bay. Mort arrives back at the cabin after dark to find that Ken is not there as he was supposed to be. Ken calls and Mort tells him that they he had a copy of the magazine sent to Mort. Uh, so I think what happened is Ken called Mort's agent and had the magazine yeah. sent. Yeah. Okay. Um, he also talked to Greenleaf and he told Ken that he never saw anyone and he wasn't even on that road. Ken tells Mort that he now does think the shooter is dangerous and they need to act quickly. They're going to talk to Greenleaf again in the morning and then involve the police. Before hanging up, Ken calls Mort Pilgrim like Shooter had previously. (sighs) Do you like this Ted guy? Not really. Mm -mm, I don't like him at all. Why would she even bring him to the the insurance office to go through the list of items in the house? I don't know. Like, he's kind of a dick. He's not cute. Oh, is that what? If he was cute, it'd be different, though. Mm, I don't know. Is this okay. really what they do? They're like, do they sit you down on this like panel of people to go through the stuff in your house? I think so, because I think you're supposed to have like a documented list of things. Yeah, I need to make one. I was thinking house. about that the other day, actually. Somebody told me you're supposed to video it. Oh, like take pictures of everything? Like video and pictures of like your stuff um, to make sure. Because I'm sure, imagine how many people lie about. That's true. Oh, yeah. I had a $5 billion TV. Hmm. We could, uh, Jess would be golden because she could be like, well, listen to our podcast. Seth talks about my 80-inch TV <laughs> yeah, every episode. 150-inch television. Yeah, but think how many people probably, li- oh, yeah, I had a Rolex. Yeah, but I, I have to know like. Like looking at him, like yeah. bro, we know you don't. You yeah. didn't have a roll. You live in Springfield, mm, probably not. Had a roll O. Yeah, uh, <laughs> roll O. 
Honestly, I was looking because I was curious, and you can get Apple Watches are more expensive than some Rolexes. So I'd really, imagine now, yeah. Yeah, like I got, I'm a Fitbit guy now. I tell you that. Yeah. Switched her over. You're like, sir, you have a Timex, not a Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> Did you mean a Timex? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, it was a Timex, yeah. But yeah, I'm definitely, at this point, I'm thinking, okay, this is all in his head. These are all like made up. And I'm not sure yeah. like who's made up and who's real and like, yeah. Dude, this Ted guy, I don't like him at all. No. And then he like tries to have like a like a, a bully type situation oh, yeah. outside. He's like, hey, man. Listen. Yeah, I said, this dude is kind of a dick. And I said, what are these glasses he's wearing? Now I can't remember what they were, but they must have been stupid looking. Uh, they were sunglasses, weren't they? I don't remember. I don't know either, but I, I didn't like the guy. Um, I actually have a note here. Um, obviously, there's a twist in the story. Did you guys, well, just you guy, because Jess isn't here. Did you remember the through the whole movie, or did you forget? So you already said you forgot yeah, the remember. twist in yeah. the story. I've seen it a bunch of times, so I remember the twist. But and like, if this was real, like really yeah. happening, which we know later it's not, like, wouldn't you just go stay at a hotel or something? Or like stay in town. Like, why would you keep going back here? Like when the doors open and like, as opposed to staying out by yeah. yourself in the middle of I nowhere. Just, wouldn't you be like, okay, I think I'm going to leave. Yes. No, honestly, I would have gotten the magazine and just given it to the guy. Like, look, dude, here's yeah. the thing. Cause he, I mean, like I, that's kind of why I asked earlier if you thought this happened a lot to authors, because like you think they probably is a procedure you would go through unless you really stole the story, which at this point I'm like, I think he might think he did steal the story. Yeah. Cause he did it before. So. Right. Exactly. And I think what did they pay the guy off before is what they did. Yeah. Hmm. I would imagine that's likely what happens before any of this gets aired is that, unless you get somebody that really is like, I don't fucking want the money. I just want people to know you stole my shit. Yeah. Yeah. Scene four more ain't sleeping. Mort sits up in bed and stretches his jaw awkwardly and says it is a good ending. He wakes up in the morning on the couch, realizing he's late and his keys aren't in the on the hook. Outside his door, he finds Shooter's hat, his car door open, and the engine still running. He bags up the hat and then heads to meet Ken at the diner, finding neither of them there. He was supposed to meet Ken and uh, the Greenleaf guy, but neither of them are there. Driving back home, Mort passes a gas station where Ted is filling up his car. He uh, drives in, talks to Ted. Ted wants Mort to sign the divorce papers. They argue more. Mort makes multiple comments about Ted's friend, and Mort leaves after Ted tries to punch him and misses, punching his own window. When Mort arrives home, Shooter calls him and tells him to meet him where they met before. He finds Tom Greenleaf and Ken dead in Tom's SUV, having been murdered by a hatchet. Mort passes out, waking up three hours later, uh, to Shooter telling him he'll meet him at the house in two hours and he better have the magazine. He'll kill anyone else that he involves. Shooter leaves and Mort pushes the SUV off a cliff, but he gets his watch stuck on the shifter, which the watch goes down into the water with the SUV. <sighs> okay. Yeah, this is where I was like, okay, this is in his head with the car running and everything. I'm like, yeah, he obviously went somewhere and doesn't remember doing it. Yes, yeah. exactly. And how about Ted coming out there to try to get him to sign the divorce papers and Mort continuously talks about Ted's friend. He's obviously yeah. referring to shooter and Ted never says a word. Right. Like, so I'm like, it, it's a little weird that he didn't mm. even acknowledge like, what well, I would be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I wasn't even sure if Ted was real or if this was like, Oh, just happening. I'm like, is he even like a real person? Like, I wasn't sure. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I wonder, well, he had to have been there though, right? 
I mean, I think he was a real person, but at this point, I'm like, I don't know who's made up. And like, right, but I mean, he he wasn't dreaming that that happened. Like Ted was actually there. Like yeah, because his hand is wrapped up later yeah. from where he punched the yeah. windows. He was really there. Um, would you have jumped in after the watch? No, you it's a would, watch. Yeah, but it's his watch. Nah, probably not. You don't think it would have his DNA on it, and they could like trace it back to him? I don't know. In that panic situation of either flying off the cliff with the car or not, I don't know. Hmm. I would say like a per a normal person would have just called the police because they know they didn't kill those people, but right. obviously we find out later it really is in his head. So yeah. like, yeah. yeah, I can see why he pushed it over the cliff. Do cars really sink like that? I don't remember how it sank in the movie. Well, I, mean, did, they, I mean, it sinks, but like, would I, it would it stay, stay at the bottom of the water? Yeah, because everything would fill up with water. But eventually, it would you think it would float up? Or Mm-mm, I don't think so. No, just the bodies. Maybe. Maybe. Unless they were just if like they're seat. buckled in, then no. That's true. <laughs> All right. All right. Scene five. Amy has a feeling. Moore arrives home to a call from Amy, who's laying in bed crying, worried about him. She asks if he thinks things would have been different if they hadn't lost the baby. They discuss their failed marriage and how he was always in his own head, even when he was home but he wasn't really home. Ted wanted to tell Mort about them, but she kept putting it off. She asked if she can come up to the cabin so he can sign the papers, which pisses Mort off and he hangs up on her again. Despite Ted's argument, arguments, Amy packs up and heads to Mort's to talk to him. Mort goes to the post office to pick up his magazine, having another jaw issue. He's like stretching his jaw out really awkwardly. Yeah. He walks away and avoids the sheriff who wants to talk to him as Mort acts awkwardly and we see Ted decides to follow Amy to the cabin. Back at his house, Mort realizes that his UPS envelope is half opened. He opens it up the rest of the way and finds that the magazine is in there, but the story has been cut out of the magazine. Uh, Mort has another conversation with himself before going inside so clearly somebody got in this thing ripped the story out of the magazine yeah so obviously him yeah this is also where he talks to the girl at the post office that we see at the very end of the movie um and she's kind of like kind of you see she kind of has like a a thing for him yeah because he's like a famous author yeah, she's like ew I'll open your envelope anytime, young man. That's what she said to him. Yeah. Know? And then she sucked his dick in the back. Right. Yeah. I'm surprised just, they showed it, but you know, cool. Yeah. It was, I think it was really his too. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty, pretty small. Uh, scene six, the big reveal inside the house, Mort puts on shooter's hat and then he has a conversation with himself as there are now two Mort's in the room talking to one another. He asks himself why he put the hat on. Are all these things a coincidence? And Mort realized that he doesn't have any bruises on his arms anymore. Uh, earlier in the movie, he had a big bruise on his arm from Shooter, which is now gone. The second Mort tells Mort he needs to call the police and have himself locked up before he kills anyone else. We find out that there is no John Shooter. There never was. He was invented by Mort. Mort throws something at Mort 2. Again, there's two of them. And misses, cracking the side of his house open, and he hears more voices in his head. And Shooter appears behind him on the stairs. He tells Mort that he made him do it. He told him everything, and he wanted him to do it for him, and he did them things <laughs> so he wouldn't <laughs> have to. While Shooter's talking, we see that Mort actually killed everyone, not Shooter. So he goes through uh, reenactments of everything that happened, we see that it was actually Mort the whole time. Mort tells Shooter that he conjured him up to fix the ending of the story, just as we see Amy pull into his driveway. Whew. 
So you caught on, and did you remember what was going on, or did you not? Once know it hit this point, I was like, okay, now I remember this. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think personally that the movie is laid out pretty well. Um, even when the reveal happens, I think it does agree. I, th- I think it's pretty cool. You have two Johnny Depp's, and he's like talking to one mm. another. But the one is basically Johnny Depp acting like Shooter, doing right. the accent. Right. I thought it was well done. It was definitely well done. You think it's well yeah. done? Yep. You don't disagree. I do not disagree, sir. Can you pretend to disagree so we can have a debate about it? Nah. I thought it was terrible. Thought it was awful. Just stupid. Did you laugh when he's like, I did them things? I don't think I did, actually. Oh, dude. I was like, oh, shooter. Poor, poor shooter. Um, See, at this point, I was like, did he kill his wife and the dude in the hotel like way back in the uh, beginning? I'm like, are they even alive anymore? Like, I wasn't sure. And then you see her pull up, yeah. though. Yeah. Because they don't really show what happens in that scene. Just he walks in and screams. That's true. They really don't. So you really don't know until she arrives. They yeah. both arrive. So I but thought, okay, did he kill him? So he pretends like he's talking to her on the phone. So he thinks it doesn't really happen. I wasn't sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, scene seven. Oh, Amy. Amy arrives finding Mort. Uh, Mort's cut out story all over the driveway. Inside the house is completely wrecked and Amy finds a bottle of Jack Daniels and Shooter is carved into the walls all over the house. A door slowly closes as we see Mort behind it and carved into the wall. It says shoot her. Oh man, so Shooter really means shoot her. How clever. Mort talks to Amy. uh, I'm sorry, Mort talks to Amy in Shooter's accent telling her that Mort is dead. She smacks him in the face as he grabs her and runs to her car. She can't get to the uh, she can't get the car in the drive. Is this a manual? Yeah. Okay. (sighs) Always buy an automatic, people. You got to get away from crazy people. You don't want to be out there trying to shift and you can't do it. She's also like a hot fucking mess in this car. I don't know what the fuck she's doing. I... (laughs) like she's never driven a car before she's clearly in distress i mean come on um again she can't get the car into drive mort breaks out the window with a rock and pulls her out the passenger side window mort stabs her in the leg kicks her out uh the back door where she hits her head on a rock he tells her that this was all mort's idea not his and that he's got it all picked out just then ted arrives hearing amy screaming out back he walks directly into mort hitting him in the face with a shovel smiling i'm not gonna lie i smiled a little bit too because i don't like this ted guy but amy watches mort kill ted with a shovel as he walks up to amy reciting the end of shooter's version of the book as the camera pans to over top of the lake dude ted didn't put up much of a fight whatsoever no he just walks right out the back door and gets clocked yeah well she like screams and it didn't help and then yeah why wouldn't she be like hey man don't come back or maybe she does say don't come back here i don't know what she says but the shooter reveal with the door was pretty creepy. You like it? Yeah. I like how shooter means shoot her. Yeah. Very Stephen King-esque. But like you can see, and I guess this is why Johnny Depp's a good actor, but you can see it's like a different person. Mm, yeah. Like he looks super creepy now. He does look creepy. Yeah. Did you like the shoot her, meaning the yes, shooter thing though? I did. You did like it. Mm-hmm. Were you disappointed that there's no gun though? It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It really doesn't because he doesn't shoot her. But... <laughs> <laughs> I guess it didn't bother me that much. He doesn't shoot her. No, he no. doesn't. Uh, ow, did you hear my hip pop? I'm getting old, dude. Yeah, you're old. Do you like how all this played out? I do, actually. You I like that the he twist. killed them. He yeah. killed the two. Yep. They had it coming, honestly. He did, at least. Ted? Yeah. yeah Ted was a real dick. Yeah. I think he calls him a dick. He's yeah, made like Ted. Dick. You know. That one, should we put that on the list? We yeah. need to make a list of crappy names and do a shirt. 
<laughs> All the names we don't like. Yeah. Yeah, we should. Do you remember the other ones? Paul. Paul. <laughs> God, what were the other ones? Paul and... Uh, there was one in a movie we didn't like. <sighs> it was in Halloween. Or was that Paul? Fuck, I don't remember. That was Paul. It's Paul. It's Annie's boyfriend. His name's Paul. Yeah, but there was another one. Anyway. <sighs> yeah, not important. Okay. Uh, scene eight, the final scene. Mort walks into the sto- into the town store with new glasses and rocking his new braces. He tries to hit on the post office girl who was once interested in him, but she's clearly creeped out by him now. Back at his cabin, the sheriff arrives looking for Mort. Inside, we see Mort uh, has a workout bench now and is boiling corn with a bunch of husk all over the counter. The sheriff tells Mort that he knows what he did. Eventually, they'll find the bodies and put him away forever. He'd appreciate it if he wouldn't come into town anymore. It makes the people uncomfortable. Mort tells him that's fine. The only thing that matters is the ending. It's the most important part of the story, and this one is very good. It's actually perfect. The camera zooms in on a secret window where just below we see Mort's garden of corn, obviously where he's buried the bodies. So close to the house. You can see her secret garden through the secret window. To that weird, creepy window. A lot of corn. Yeah. A lot of corn. Lots of corn. Lots of corn. Um, can the sheriff really ask him not to come to town because it makes people feel weird? I don't think you can not do that. Not legally, but make it say it. You would think he shows up. He's got this brand new garden. Mm-hmm. Did it say how long this was? No, because I even had a note. Like, how much later is this supposed to be? Well, how long was, I mean, he grew some corn, so it had to have been quite a while, I yeah. would think, right? That shit doesn't grow quickly. No. Hmm. Interesting. Several months then have passed. Interesting. Um. Yeah. So, long story short, this is all in Mort's head. I do like how they kind of brought it all together. Like every like Ted's from Shooters Bay. The guy's name was Shooter. Yeah. Like everything had to do with something that happened to johnny depp throughout mm-hmm. the thing and they bring it all together so anyway the end let's jump over the to end. fun facts with seth y'all ready born in the scene where johnny depp burst in on maria bello and timothy hutton in the motel david how do you say his last name cope cop yeah yeah, yeah you nailed it wanted Bello and Hutton to look shocked and scared he made them both lie in the bed for 15 minutes before depp rushed in the production crew set up large speakers and blared static noise when the script called for them to be scared. The lights in the room were also rigged to go on when Johnny Depp opened the door, startling the actors further. Oh. No one knew exactly how to act. So they didn't know when yeah. he was going to barge in? Yeah. So really, Johnny Depp was probably drunk in his trailer. I'm they, sure. So they had to lay their weight on him. I feel like he's probably drunk all the time. <laughs> I watched an interview with him uh, this morning. Just the way that he acts. Maybe he just acts that way. I don't know. I don't know, man. He was like out there. Yeah. Like real tall, real slow, and, uh, you know, uh, yeah. uh, he seems kind of like dirty. I've heard he stinks. Yeah. I but just, I've also heard Matthew McConaughey stinks. Yeah. Cause I don't think he uses like deodorant and stuff. Yeah. I don't either. Ew. I got fresh, fresh pits. Gross. Yeah. It's nasty. Continue. Johnny Depp's character's name is Morton Rainey. Toward the end of the movie, this character purchases three items at the grocer. One of the items is a box of Morton salt, whose motto is, when it rains, it pours. Thus, Morton Rainey. Ah. Ah. Stephen King. He's so clever. Yeah. 
Morton Rainey. According to David Cope, Cope, on the DVD commentary track, the footage of the ocean scene during Mort's Restless Night was extra B-roll footage taken from the Lost World Jurassic Park. Really? Yeah. Did he? Oh, he did. He was a writer on Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, the movie's premiere date was moved up a month to ride the coattails of Johnny Depp's success in Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Telling you, man. He's a box office yeah. juggernaut. Uh, this is this movie is one of the few Stephen King movies that was rated PG-13. The are, majority are rated R. Okay. Yeah. So this was PG-13. Yeah. There's not a lot. I mean, there's. I don't. It's not very gory or anything. There's not a lot of cursing either. There's no sex. No sex. Well, no. there's that weird. Well, they were they weren't even having sex. They were asleep. Yeah. There was no sexual intercourse. Shown. Okay. All right. Dead dog. Uh, Johnny Depp's line: "This is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful wife anymore." Is taken from the Talking Heads song "Once in a Lifetime." Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. You, you like- would know that song if you heard it. Sing it real quick so no. I can. Come on, you can do it. Let's <laughs> I'm not singing it. Sing it, sing it. Ving Rams, Rames? Yeah, Ving Rames. Was offered uh, a role but turned it down due to a scheduling conflict. That's sad. I didn't say what role. I wonder if he would have been Ken, the Maybe. bodyguard. Maybe. Uh, second film in which Johnny Depp and Charles S. Dutton appear together. What's the other one? The other film being Nick of Time, 1995. Never heard it of sounds it. Sounds familiar, but I don't know what that is. You probably saw it in theaters. Theaters. I bet you did. Uh, at a moment when suppressed memories of Morton Rainey's come to the surface, he looks in the mirror and hallucinates that his reflection is facing away from him. Do you remember that part? Say it again. At a moment when suppressed memories of Morton Rainey's come to surface, he looks in the mirror and hallucinates that his reflection is facing away from him. Yes, I do recall that. Under similar circumstances, the same thing happens to the character of Selena, St. George, and Dolores Claiborne, another Stephen King adaptation. That has Kathy Bates, correct? Yeah, that's a good movie. But curiously enough, neither book contains such a scene and the two movies were adapted by different writers. Ooh, what? Yeah. What? Have you ever seen Dolores Claiborne? No, Just I've never go. read the book either. It's I think I'm going to buy the book and read it, and then then do the movie. Plus, it's the Bates. So, I mean, how do you not like the Bates? Exactly. Debates. The film contains several references to Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, also based on a Stephen King book. Uh-huh. Uh, the short red cord jacket worn by Mort is reminiscent of that worn by jack okay both men are writers both yes. films contain a scene where the writer had repeatedly written the same words over and over yes red rum yeah red rum. i want to do that movie but it's so long it's so not a good movie you don't like the shining Mm-mm. i do it's just favorite movie it's creepy it's not that good of a movie. You ever read the book? The book's good. Uh-uh. You know, Stephen King hates that movie. Really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. He didn't like it. Didn't like the adaptation. Then he tried to do his own. It was like made for TV and it was also bad. There's a board game <sighs> now too. This is the Shining board game. Mm-hmm. You trying to get away from, you trying to get through the maze? No, it looks more complicated than that. Well, that would be a lot of fun, wouldn't it? We'll have to get it. Maybe we'll that play it. That includes the fun facts fun facts with Seth alright let's jump over to HMC favorites Seth what was your favorite scene or scene from the movie probably Shooter's reveal when um, what's her name Amy whatever her name mm-hmm. is sees him when the door closes real slow and he's standing there oh yes Creepy. says shoot her yes 
Uh, I actually have the final reveal when the story comes together. Yeah. I also like any of the Mort at home scenes where he's like talking to himself. Mm-hmm. And I just think Johnny Depp does a really great job. I also like the interactions between Ted and Mort because they were funny. Yeah. Especially whenever he tries to punch him and he yeah. moves and he busts his hand. Because Mort's such like a... I want to say dweeb, but he's like not somebody that would get into a fight. He's not a menacing person. Johnny Depp is not a, uh, no. a, a menacing person, but he's like real mouthy, which I like. That's yeah. probably how I would be. He's like kind of clumsy, like when he runs into the <laughs> door at the cafe. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Favorite kill in the movie? I said Ted's. Same. Yeah. There's not a lot of kills. You not ba- really. You get the dog. I'm not picking the dog. Ken? Do we-, we, we don't see it though. Do Yeah, we do. In the little flashback. And then Amy, which we don't see Amy die either. So really the only on-screen death you see is Ted's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thing you like most about the movie? The twist, obviously. Because mm. if you've never seen it, it's pretty like, oh. 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 oh God. Ooh, that made yeah. me feel weird. Made my wiener feel weird. I like the layered story and how it all comes together at the end. I also like how it's in Johnny Depp's head the whole time. But I wonder... If it were a different actor, if it would be as good. Probably not. I don't think so either. I really don't. It does remind me of identity, kind of. Obviously, this is older, I think. Mm. Similar. Similar, but different. Yeah. Yeah. We're smart. We're smart people. Something you did not like about the movie. Um, Really not much. There was a couple slow parts, but they weren't terrible. It was pretty fast paced, I feel like. Yeah, I think so. I don't know how long the movie was, but I didn't. I think it was an hour and a half. That's not bad. Yeah. I said nothing really sticks out that but I nothing major now can think of either. Um, even having known what the twist was, I still enjoy the movie. So we watch it again. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, like yeah, totally. we're, we're gonna go watch it right now. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now we're right. Let's do some Stabby's ratings. We rate every movie on a zero to five Stabby scale. Some movies get zeros, like the platform, because it sucked. Uh, some movies get fives, like Scream, because it's a fucking great movie. Our top rated movies to date are Scream and Psycho, with a 4.8 average Stabby's rating, followed by The Final Girls, Texas Chainsaw 2003, The Ring of the Conjuring, and Rob Zombie's Halloween, all with a 4.7. At the bottom of the list, we have. The Platform and Ginger Dead Man That's along with Hellraiser Yeah, we just didn't like those movies Sorry uh, We'll average it out. I have Jess's rating She sent it to me So we'll average it out And give you our average Stabby's rating For Secret Window Seth, what do you give your movie HMC 61 Secret Window I gave it a solid 4 A solid 4 Yeah, same as um, Sleepy Hollow Ooh um, I like the movie It's good um, It's good Knowing the twist for me does take a little bit away from it mm. as far as rewatch value, mm-hmm. but it's still, it's just good. It's just good, man. Yeah. You just really enjoy it. It's paced well. It's creepy. It's got a nice twist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not boring. Yeah. All the things that make a good movie for Seth. Yeah. Uh, Jess gave it a 3.5 out of 5 Stabby's rating. She didn't give me any uh, idea of why that is. I'm just going to say... Well, like, it like kind of confused me a yeah. little bit. Like, like, I just... I just couldn't. Yeah. Like, I couldn't. Like, Johnny it's, Depp is hot, so, like... I just, I'm, like, slotted it in there. That's where I slotted it. I like my <laughs> slots. Like, 
I like one Johnny Depp to slot me. Okay. Uh, yeah, just gave him 3.5. I, uh, this is one of my favorite Stephen King adaptations. Wow, it's a weird fucking word. Adaptation. Adaptation. Yeah. Johnny Depp does great. I think without Johnny Depp in this movie, it wouldn't have been as good. I think the story is really good, and I like the pace of the movie. Like you said earlier, it's paced really well. Uh, and then I think all of the character interactions are really good with Mort and Ted, Mort and Amy, Mort and Shooter for the most part. Um, I actually gave it a 4.5, so I liked it more than you did. Damn, girlfriend. Damn, dog. Yeah, 4.5 for me. I enjoy this movie thoroughly. It's probably my second favorite Stephen King movie. Behind It? It is my favorite, yes. Yeah. The, the remake. Not um, Maximum Overdrive? I've never seen it. I've <laughs> with never Amelia Estevez? I haven't. I'm excited to do our Stephen King month, though. Yeah, maybe I'll pick that one since you've not seen it. I haven't seen it. Dolores Claiborne or Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> well, I'm gonna pick it. So do whatever you want to do. You could do it chapter two. We're not gonna do two it movies. You don't know what we're gonna. Honestly, I was thinking we should do a sequels month and do all the sequels mm. we haven't done yet. We could. Eh, maybe we'll see. <gasps> Let's go over to some of those other folks that like to rate movies. But you should keep in mind we are where you should be going to get your movie reviews and ratings because we know what we're talking about. But Seth, you want to read the Rotten Tomatoes Critics Consensus? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So like Depp is <laughs> quirkily, how do you say that, entertaining, but the movie <laughs> runs out of steam by the end. How do you say that? Quirk- uh, quir- quirkily? I love your Jess impersonation. I think dude. it's spot on. You're, I mean, like people would think she was on here. Totally. Yeah. Totes. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes critics gave it a 46% on 163 reviews, uh, and they gave it a 55% average rating. Rotten Tomatoes audience gave it a 65% on 250,000 reviews. Their average rating for it was a 72% or a 3.6 out of 5. IMDb gave it 6.5 out of 10 or 65% on 188,000 reviews. Us, the horror movie crew, where you should be going to get your horror movie ratings. We gave it a 4 out of 5. 80%. Pretty good. That, that makes it Sagudin. 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 That's a Sagudin. God, I was listening to that episode. They're just laughing about it. Sagudin. Sagudin. Yeah, four out of five. Sagudin. Anything else you want to say about your movie, HMC 61, Secret Window, before we wrap it up? No. Nothing? I don't think so. It's no. good if you haven't seen it. It's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, labeled it's a good one by the HMC. All right, let's do some patron shout-outs real quick. Thank you for giving us your hard-earned money. If anybody out there listening is not a patron, you're missing out. We do a bunch of extra episodes. Elm Street, the other day, they were telling me that we go ham on Patreon episodes. I think that's a good thing. I don't really know what the... What does that mean? I don't know. I'm thinking it's good. We go ham. You guys go ham on Patreon episodes. So. Okay. Anyway, hours of extra content you could get for a very, very small fee. And honestly, you know, support yeah. your independent Hello. podcasters. Duh. So, Chelsea, thank you for being a patron member. D. Cole, thank you. Anthony Silver from Porcelain Peak. Those guys are back in the studio. They just released their uh, first episode from season f- I think they're on season four. Wow. Yeah, they've done a bunch of episodes. Uh, Felicia Connor from Two Chicks and a Horror Flick. I just recorded an episode with Tawny from Two Chicks for their Scream episode. Caitlin, Caitlin, thank you. We've got your movie on the wheel. I'm hoping fear.com gets picked soon. 
We need to get back to the wheels. Somebody was giving yeah. me shit the other day because we haven't done any wheel picks lately. Wheels and watch parties. Wheels and watches. Wheels and watches. Wheeling and, and dealing. The Ashleys, Ashley V and Ashley S. The OG patron members, Mark and Brooke from a podcast on Elm Street. Michael from the We Love Horror Podcast. And my lovely mother, Nana. Nana. Thank you all for giving us your hard-earned money. We greatly appreciate it. We really do. We do. Our next episode, HMC 62, I think, is Practical Magic. We're going to start our Witchtober. There you got it. Yes! Witchtober, October. So last year we did all Michael Myers Halloween movies. This year we said we're going to skip Michael Myers, even though there's a new one coming out, which I'm excited for. You know they're going to be, you can stream that? Really? Yeah, it's going to be on Peacock. I have Peacock. Do you seriously? Yeah. Like, which one, though? Like, the ad-free one or, like, the ad one? I have the ad one. You got the ad-free to get the movie, but you can probably upgrade to watch it. Oh. I only got it for Yellowstone. Uh, which, yeah. I think that's coming out in November, yeah? So I just have never canceled it. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I got to really review what things I'm subscribed to. So Abby and I did that a few weeks ago. Like, I think I have so a lot much. of stuff. I never canceled that Monsters and Mayhem or either, whatever it was. That's like two bucks a month or something. That's too much. That's yeah. a, that's two McDoubles. I never use it, so. Well, yeah, I, well, why, why keep it? But All right, next episode, HMC 61, Practical Magic, Jess's Picks. She'll be back. I got to watch it, and we're recording tomorrow, so I need to go do that. So we're out of here. Bye. Bye, all Bye, y'all. Hey, Krubies. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more or you want to follow us on social media, Jess, where can they find us at? You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Horror Movie Crew Podcast, and you can listen on any major podcast platform. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. We'll see you next time. Bye, all. So the Practical Magic is not our next episode. I don't think so, unless we're doing this out of order. Hey, HMC62 is not Practical Magic. It's the craft. I'll fix that later. That's what Post is for. Yeah, that's what's on the calendar. Yeah, it's just...